0: Welcome to How Do You Write. I'm your host, Rachel Herron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 170 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Herron. Super pleased that you're here with me today as we speak to the fabulous Maya Hughes. If you watch on YouTube, uh, for various reasons, she can't have her face on the internet and uh, they are interesting reasons. So you will not see her face, you'll just see her name flashed up there. Um, and let that be a source of wonder to you as you think about why I ain't gonna tell you. Uh, so she's talking about the wonders of Scrivener and all sorts of other wonderful things. So you are going to enjoy that. My voice, if you're listening, and my face, if you're looking, might sound a little bit different because I'm in a new spot. Which I am so excited about that I am going to talk really quickly about. I have joined a co-working space. I have done this in the past and I have not gone back. It has not been I've I have joined places that have not inspired me to make the trek downtown. And uh this one's different. It's called Sphere, it's in Oakland, it's a women's co-working slash wellness place and it is amazing. Um, there's a quiet section and a talking section and it smells like the spa and there's living walls. It's really, really inclusive, which is my favorite part. Um, they do a very, very good job of, of attracting women of color and members of the LGBTQ community. In fact, they are the only people that they target with marketing. So that's amazing. Um, and they have a bowl of beads that you can wear if you don't want to be talked to at all. You're in noble silence, which I probably won't wear. It's enough for me just to be quiet. Um, but they have these podcasting booths and I'm in a phone booth doing this and there's a beautiful kitchen and there's a swing. There is a fitness studio with Peloton equipment one treadmill, one bike that you can book. They have yoga. They have fitness classes every day at noon that are all included in the price of being in this space. Dude, they have meditation every day at 1035 AM for 15 minutes. You go into the meditation room and you meditate with other people. It's amazing. Um, they have a nap time, an optional nap time, which I haven't used yet, but I plan on trying it. What else? They have all these community building and um, networking events, and I've already met amazing people. And And the best part of it is is that I've been riding public transit to get here. I get in the headspace on my way. I sit next to the window. I look out into downtown Oakland. Right now, I'm looking at this construction site and the buses going by and people walking and all the guys in hard hats. And I Feel like I'm at an office. I've never been at an office before. So maybe that's why I'm really excited about it. Never worked in a, an office building ever not once in my life. Um, and it makes me have a container for the day. I come here, I work all day, I go home and I don't work. Although I'll probably have to work tonight to upload this podcast. Um, but I'm trying not to work when I go home and, it took four years, but I think I finally grew out of my home office as a place to work all the time. I do. I did used to write a lot at uh, the Mills Library or at a cafe, um, but this is going to be better. This already feels amazing and it feels like kind of a home. And I get to go outside and walk around and I'm downtown and there are people and things to eat and um, I walked to a recovery meeting at lunchtime today. That was my lunch break. I walked to it. It was amazing. So I'm just really, really, really in love with this. And this is where I'm going to be mostly podcasting from, I hope. So I hope it's not too echoey, too boomy. Um, let me know if it is, if it's really distracting for you, and I'll try to figure out how to um, compress that out. And I will obviously always do that on my podcast. I always work on the sound quality, but let me know if it's driving you crazy. So... In other news, I'd just like to thank new patron Whitney. Thank you so much for coming along the ride, Whitney. I hope that you enjoy the essays. There is one going out uh, this week with a major confession. And I'm not talking a minor confession. I'm talking about something that really kind of messed me up recently. And uh, I wrote an essay about it. So everybody in the Patreon community gets that essay. You can get that essay too for a dollar a month. Uh, you can always find that over at patreon.com slash Rachel. And now let us jump into the wonderful interview with Maya. I know you're going to like it. Please come by HowDoYouWrite.net. Drop me a comment. Tell me how you're doing. Tell me how your writing is going. And thank you for being here. Happy writing to you. Hey, how's your writing going? Do you swing from word to word like the sentence monkey? You are in the enchanted book jungle or is writing a slog? Maybe you're not even writing. Let me suggest this. The stronger your resistance is to doing something, the more important it is for you to do. You need a community and I have one for you. Join my ongoing Tuesday morning writing group from 5 to 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We get together and we write together each week for two hours and we spend most of that time really writing. Yes, that's hella early for you West Coast Americans much easier for you europeans but you can do it you write with company you get to talk to your peers about what you're working on and having that kind of support is invaluable go to rachelherron.com slash tuesday for more information well i could not be more pleased to welcome this morning to the show maya hughes hello maya how are you hi so happy to be here So happy to have you. Let me give you a little bio before we start chatting about your process. Uh, Maya Hughes can often be found sneaking in another chapter while hiding in the bathroom from her kids. She's a romance writer who loves taking inspiration from everyday life. She's the mom of three little ones, the wife to an amazing husband, and also works full time. Some of her favorite things are cupcakes, cinnamon rolls, white wine, laughing until she can't breathe, traveling with her family, and Jeff Goldblum. I love that last one. Jeff Goldblum is great.
1: He's amazing. He's like, I don't know. It's like he's a human who's come to earth, like with an idea of how humans are supposed to act and interact. (laughs) So like, just like charming and you're just fascinated watching him.
0: That's a really good point. He might be an alien that might actually like come out at some point. I would really (laughs) like that. That's hilarious. Okay. So you get a lot done um, and are juggling so many balls. And those are the people I love best to talk to. How do you get it done? How do you get your writing done? When and where and how does it happen?
1: Um, generally less often than I would like, uh, <laughs> as far as how, but, um, I try, I, I wake up very early for some reason. I just manage to survive on less sleep. I think it's because of the children. They've just like programmed yeah. me for the years, um, to not need much sleep. So usually, most days I'll wake up even if I don't want to around four.
0: Um, oh, that is really, most people say really early and they mean six. Four is really, really, really early. Yeah, four
1: is really, really early. So um, I'll usually just lay in bed and go, please fall back to sleep, and then I don't. <laughs> so then at about four um, thirty, I'll get up and then I'll come into the office and I'll try and write for about an hour, um, and then I'll. Um, get up and get get everyone ready for school and all that and we get into the routine and all that and then I I head into the office at work and I do my work stuff and then it's you know after school activities and all of that jazz. And then once everyone is hopefully at least in bed, even if they're not asleep, by seven, seven (laughs) thirty And then, you know, my husband and I, we might maybe sit down and watch a show if there's something on like Westworld will be starting soon. So we will be watching that once that's on. Um, yes, we will too. I
0: Love that show.
1: I love it. And then, and then I'm just in the office and I'm writing until, or, do you know, doing admin stuff, marketing, all sorts of other things, usually from about, you know, eight until 10 or 11. It's really hard for me to stop. I kind of just could keep going, but I, I'm like, no, I need need to actually sleep for some amount of time. So I've cut myself off.
0: Wow. And then do you fall asleep as soon as your head hits the pillow kind of thing?
1: Yeah. I have been known to fall asleep mid sentence. Like my (laughs) husband was like, we're having a full on conversation and he's just like, and then you stopped responding and you were asleep. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a, I a, it is time to go to sleep now. And then just power down like a robot.
0: (laughs) that's an admirable quality, honestly. (laughs) So how do you get through your books? Are you a plotter, a pantser?
1: Oh my goodness. So I, I have wanted to be a plotter where I could just write it down and have a solid outline and know every single in and out. And just because I I managed it once and that book did (laughs) it just flew. It like flew by and it was, there were no hiccups, no roadblocks, nothing. And it just, I just, it was amazing. And I've never done that (laughs) since. Um, So yeah, I tend to try and get the general idea. Like I have an idea of the tropes and, you know, the characters and their backgrounds and where I, you know, I usually know the ending and I know how they're going to meet. Um, so for me, it's usually about all the ins and outs and the ups and downs between those two points, which can be, you know, challenging. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. 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 So I do a lot of walking with one of my neighbors around the block and we'll talk through things and I'll, you know, I feel so bad because I do the same thing with my husband. I feel like half of the time when we're, you know, spitballing things, it's mainly them saying, what about this? And it's me going no, but how about this? Like, it's like literally just me being like, that's a great idea, but no. And then we're going to do something
0: else. I love that you say that. Like my wife is, I think my best plotting help along with a couple of girlfriends, but um, she's the, literally the best. But every single idea she has, she always says, you always shoot it down. and I. But I do go the, no, 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 that's not it. But that makes me think mm-hmm. of something. Yes, that's exactly right.
1: Exactly. So it's a lot yes. of, trying to talk things out with people and sort of just, you know, spitballing things or writing down things, or I'll hear someone, you know, while I'm walking somewhere and I'll hear someone say something and I'll think, oh my gosh, okay, that could be a great idea. Like right now I'm a very, um, like I think far in advance. So mm-hmm. I have my books sort of planned out in a way, in a sense, loosely till 2024. Wow. Um, so I, so i'm picking up these little bits and pieces of all of these stories that are floating around my head and i use the notes file on my phone and it's like oh that would be an awesome thing for this character or this could be a really solid bit for this character you know so i'm just sort of like so adding useful the file. yeah so that and then that's sort of how i work where As time goes on, I've learned, that's one thing about me, I've learned that the longer I think about the characters and what they're going through and their journey, the richer it is and the more depth there is and the more they feel like real people. Um, And so it's almost like I can sort of have a conversation with them and I know about that thing that happened in seventh grade that totally messed them up, even if it doesn't end up in the book. But they really do become like real people. So it's kind of like this ongoing, ever-evolving relationship that we have, you know, in my head. I
0: love that. Would you consider yourself an extrovert or an introvert?
1: I think I'm an extrovert.
0: Because I just read something. I used to think I was an extrovert until like I really felt myself changing in the last like 10 years or so. And I'm more of an introvert now. And, um, But I just read something that says ext- extroverts talk out their problems. Mm -hmm. They speak that they speak them out loud, whereas introverts tend to like sit and write and think um, very quietly and don't talk them out loud. And it sounds like you have a really good practice of speaking these things aloud with people that you love and and working through that,
1: yeah, or by myself, sometimes in the car.
0: (laughs) Sometimes in the
1: car, I'll do it too, where I'll (sighs) do voice memos, either it's dialogue, like. So what happens for me is I'll almost like a scene will pop into my head and it'll play like a movie and I can hear the dialogue and I can see everything and I can, it's, and, and sometimes it's really hard for me because as I'm writing the story, that first scene that sparked the whole thing will be something that doesn't make it into the book. Like it just oh, doesn't work at a certain point. And it's so, so hard involved. because I'm like, no, this was, this was the seed of the whole thing. How can I get rid of this? But I've learned that sometimes you can't just shoehorn it in. So that's, um. It's no matter thing. how hard we try. No matter <laughs> how hard. It's like, no, it just doesn't work. So there are times when I've really just, I'll be in the car and there'll be a scene and as stupid as I feel doing it, I'll go in and I'll just have to say it out loud. And I have a tried dictation. It has not worked for me, but I'll do the voice memos and then I upload it in my computer. I have a program where it'll transcribe it so I don't even have to listen to it. And Ooh. then I just, I just get the actual words and then I am. Um, I go, you know, I'll just add those to my little notes document where I keep them for whatever story that was for.
0: What uh what program is that? Do you know off the top of your head? Oh gosh.
1: Cause I haven't used it in a while. It's Dragon?
0: Oh, it's Dra- okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dragon. Yeah. Dragon is great. I have that on my phone as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth having it there for the transcription. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so what is your biggest challenge when it comes to writing? Um, so it's usually either one
1: of two things. Either I'm stuck in the story, there's something where I just know there's something that's not working. I can't put my finger on it. I can't, I just can't place if it's someone's motivation or something in their background or a piece of where they're going or something is missing. And I just, I have to sit and think about it, which kills me because I want to be writing always because I don't have much time. You know, And I, I, I try to space out my releases fairly consistently. Um, so it's either that or it's i have the story and i know what needs to get done and i just don't have the time you know some days like the 4:30 thing i mean i try to do that at least 3 times a week but sometimes you know you sleep in and you wake up with the alarm and it's time you know because you, you need the sleep right i <laughs> need to sleep so <laughs> those are the hard times when it's like oh no so you know we i have to take the kids to a sleepover or they've got a, a orchestra concert or they have something going on and it's like so I'm out all day and then we're tired, you know? So those are, those are the two hardest parts. Either it's the story isn't clicking or I literally just do not have enough hours
0: in the day
1: to sit down and write. And, and those I'll, are,
0: yeah. Yeah. And those are two things you just can't sit down and fix.
1: Yeah, exactly. exactly. So yeah. I'll like try and type some on my phone or I'll try and type some on my iPad and like get some, but I just, I've learned to just not tried it like if, if it's just not going to work I just don't force it um don't force it is like probably the, the biggest thing
0: that's a professional thing to do sometimes <laughs> I just force it and then I'll have 10,000 words of that I wish I didn't have that are not going to work because I've been forcing it I am I'm a big fan of beating my head against a brick wall personally <laughs> yeah <laughs> what is your biggest joy when it comes to writing
1: um I think well it's also one of two things it's actually you know finishing and like saving that file and just sending it to my editor and having a whole like two minutes where there's something that doesn't need to be done because like the book is like 30 (laughs) percent of what goes into actually publishing a book like writing a book I feel like is is such a it ends up being such a small piece of what goes into the whole publishing process yeah Um, yeah but yeah so so that that moment when I know like okay this first draft is done. And then I don't have to deal with the horror show that will be when the edits come back, but I'm just like, it's done. I can can celebrate. That's amazing. And then I think the other part is just when I start getting people emailing me or, or messaging me saying, you know, how much a character in the story they identified with or they loved or you know, spoke to them or, you know, moved them or made them cry or, you know, made them laugh, whatever it was, you know, Mm. those are the best.
0: I love that. I love that so much. Um, Can you share a quick craft tip of any sort with us?
1: Um, Sure. I use Scrivener to write my first draft. Um, Sometimes I use Scrivener after I get my edits back. It depends on how um, lazy I'm feeling because (laughs) the copy and paste it back in is a little bit, um, yeah, yeah. but, um, one of the things that I love in Scrivener, and let me just make sure I'm getting the right name of it. It is, it's a feature that allows you to isolate, um, only specific parts of speech. So what? you pull it up and it will show you all of the, what is it called? It'll show you like highlight or it'll gray out everything except like all of your verbs. So you can go in and you can see all the verbs that you're using, you know, per whatever it is, chapter. I had no idea. Whatever it is that you're using. So you can sort of try and cut down on duplication that way. Also, it will allow you to isolate wow. dialogue only. So you can go through and it'll just show you all your dialogue. So you can just sort of make sure it's flowing. And I try and do that because I break down my files. My So I'll have like a um, folder and then each each chapter is a, I don't even know what they're called. Each chapter is its own document. Yeah. Yeah. So I try and I'll go through and I'll I'll select only all the documents for one specific character. And then I'll go through and make sure that it reads like, you know, they're not reading the same. Because two people aren't going to think the same way. So it just sort of helps me.
0: That's Uh, mind blowing.
1: So I just use that to, where is this thing? It is called, I need to find it. Um, but yeah, so oh, I just,
0: people, people can find it though. The, now that they know it exists, they can find it, but
1: yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing. Oh, I mean, gosh. I just love it because it helps me.
0: Yeah. Oh, linguistic
1: focus. That's what it's called. It's under writing tools, linguistic focus. And you can say, show me all the direct speech, so you can sort of see, oh, is this way too dialogue heavy? Does this like chapter have no dialogue at all? Like, you know, or you can do nouns, pronouns, verbs, adverbs, all that stuff. So you can just sort that of- That is
0: brilliant, especially the dialogue thing, because my problem is in first draft and sometimes second draft, uh, my characters all speak exactly the same. They speak the way I speak. Mm-hmm. And that is a that is a revision round for me. That's a dra- That's a draft pass where I go in and actually change it to be specifically theirs. Um and that's I never thought of that. That's I never knew that existed. I'd be using Scrivener since it came out. So (laughs) wow
1: I I love Scrivener. There are so many things like there are other things that like just other tool like other features that it has and I'm always like and it took me I had Scrivener for a year and a half, a year, year and a half before I finally like opened it and was like, Okay, why is this a thing? Like what makes this worth trying to figure out all of this stuff. Like why? And then I started like watching um the people who develop Scrivener, they have YouTube videos and things like that. And I just sort of started to play around with it. And I was like, oh okay, I get it now. And now like I couldn't do my first drafts without Scrivener. Like it just the snapshots, is, like I love really taking best. snapshots, like all of like that. The sound you know, it makes yes. That's a very <laughs> fine sound when it takes it and then but yeah, being able to compare snapshots and see like, okay, what changed? What didn't change? It just I I love it.
0: I've actually never compared a snapshot. I take them because I'm scared and I like reduplication of my saving efforts. Um, but yeah, I've never compared them. That's yeah. so interesting. I usually oh, do that, that after cool. edits. Like, cause when I've gotten
1: them back and to be like, oh, cause sometimes when it's with the editor, I might go in and make a change. And then I'm like, oh crap, I don't want to lose oh, that yeah. and make sure yeah. that I'm capturing it in the new, you know, new version.
0: You are really good at Scrivener. That's amazing. <laughs> That's, I'm really excited about that. I must hang up now and go into Scrivener and go do that. Play around with it. And you know about the name generator, right? I do. And it took me a long time to find that. That's also under writing tools is the name generator. It's so brilliant. It's just there. And you can up the complexity and and it's fantastic. I use it all the time because I don't care about names. Names, Mm -hmm. I'll just plug in. I'm not one of those people who really, really needs the best name. Mm -mm. (laughs) You're like any name. The name that their parents gave them is fine. (laughs) Okay, so what thing in your life—me from any area of your life—affects your writing in a surprising way?
1: That's interesting. I don't know how surprising it is, though. Um, <laughs> music plays a big part, I think, in my how writing. So? Um, so I—I I usually start once I start. Once a book is maybe three books. From now (laughs) like so that's that's what I consider a a close book that'll be coming out soon I I start making a playlist and building a playlist based off of those characters and sort of their journey and their story and what's happening to them and how they feel about each other and how they feel about themselves Um, and so I'll start sort of like I'll go on Pandora or Spotify and I'll put it on whatever mood I'm looking for at that time like whether it's like acoustic pop or like uh-huh. stuff or whatever it is today's hits that kind of stuff or like 90s music stuff like that and then I'll just start you know as it's playing you know I'll go oh oh I think that would be like a song this character would like and then I'll add it to the playlist and then sort of once I'm writing depending on what type of writing I'm doing or how deep I'm into things and how things are flowing I'll just like sort of put that playlist on repeat and just to sort of give me a sort of feel for those those characters so does it bother you when there are words in the music at all can you still write I can still write I mean it depends on what type of scenes they are but yeah I can I can write even with the with the words
0: I, I used to do that more for some reason I think I um I don't know why I really stopped but there are a couple books that if I hear the particular songs now it just throws me right back into the book. And that's a delicious feeling. And it's like a surprise to revisit those books suddenly when a, when a song comes on, it's actually made me cry before like a song <laughs> will come on my, my rotation and I'm like, oh, God, I miss them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, no. And then it's also something fun to share with readers. Cause then I can share those yeah. playlists with the readers and it's like yeah. another fun little piece of, of that world that, of those characters.
0: I did that once and never again.
1: (laughs) I mean, they found it. Now readers have found it and they're like, oh my God, like they'll go on my Spotify and they can see the same with my Pinterest. They'll go on my Spotify. They'll go on my Pinterest and they'll start like, we'll have like theories and they'll be like this lyric said this thing about this person. Like, are you writing a book about that? Like they get, they get a bit
0: into it. That's awesome. That's (laughs) really, really awesome. You're extending your fictional world to them Mm -hmm. and letting them participate. That's so cool that's a really good answer. Um, What is the best book you've read recently or not recently? And why did you love it?
1: Um, Okay, so it wasn't recently. It's an older book. Um, But I loved, and I think this was maybe the first time I had read, I, I guess, Shifters, are they considered paranormal? Yeah, usually, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Although there's no shifting in this actual book. But um, Theodora Taylor's Her Viking Wolf was, I think, the first shifter book I ever read. And I was like, what is this? I love this book. And it was just, it was so fun. And it was has, like, time travel in it and all sorts of stuff. And it was just, Ooh. it was a book that I, that I loved. And I, you know, go back and I reread
0: it every so often Ooh, just because. I have to check it out. I, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it's great. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Okay. Now we talk about you. Tell us about your latest book or series, uh, the one that you want to direct listeners to and where can we find you?
1: Um, Yes. So I don't know when this will air,
0: but a couple, couple, three weeks.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, I had, my release then was today, so it will be on sale or it's, it's on sale now. Um, It's a like secret admirer, neighbor, next door neighbor, although he's actually across the street, um, friend celebrity that. type of type of book. And it's in my, my series of standalones that I have right now. And yeah, I mean, people they can, people can find me sort of everywhere. I'm probably more places than I should be. Um, <laughs> it's like, I'm, you want to look up my pin Pinterest boards or Spotify <laughs> or Instagram, Facebook, TikTok like you know everywhere. Oh, you're
0: on TikTok. I was on TikTok for about 20 minutes and I realized that I lost all concept of who I was as a human being for 20 minutes and I was like, no, I'll do this for the next 24 hours and I took it off my phone. I was so terrified. It was so great. It was such a good place to be.
1: Yeah. Do you well, love it? Well, I'm I'm starting on it. So I'm not so hopefully in 3 weeks I'll have a lot more on there for people to for people to check out. Yeah, but no, I, I have learned though about taking things off my phone. I actually last year I took um, I like burned out, and I think part of the reason was I took Candy Crush off my phone. It's very oh. cra- I was like I am spending way too much time on Candy Crush. I need to get this off my phone. It's crazy, and then um, I sort of been working with someone, an author coach, and. I, we sort of came to the realization that I am, my brain is always going, like always firing. Like it is very hard for me to shut off and just like not be doing anything. So Candy Crush was kind of like letting my brain just like
0: yes,
1: chill out for a bit. Like that shower time, like when you're just standing in the shower and you get ideas yes. and things are flowing. Candy Crush, it was like, it took enough of my attention that I couldn't think about too many other things, but it wasn't so time consuming or so intensive that I couldn't, also have the backgrounds, like wheels turning. So I totally put it back on my phone.
0: I absolutely love that. That makes so much sense to me. And I've never heard anybody say that. Uh, but that's your shower time. That's your spacing out time. And that's when yes. and they say that the default mode network, that's when, the, that's when it fires up in the brain. And that's when connections start to be made in your in the back of your mind, not the forefront of your mind. So I think that's yeah. genius. Who was, was the author coach? Was it Becca Syme?
1: Yes, of course. I, Becca
0: <laughs> best. Are so are you high intellection then?
1: No, no. I am I am restorative focus achiever communication and futuristic. So, nice. yeah, so the achiever of nice. focus can like work against me because I can't stop. Like I can't yeah. ever stop. So so sometimes I have to, I've tried meditation. I'm like, I'm going to be able to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to achieve it. I am going to do it. Um, I have not been able to do it yet. But um, so Candy Crush is like my meditation. That's, That's the
0: closest wonderful. I've gotten. That's the closest. I love that. And I love that Becca like really tells us what, what like that things are okay. Like Candy Crush is okay on your phone because it's doing a good thing for you. She told me that like my pain point in writing was just that this is going to be my pain point. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be my pain point. I just need, it's going to be painful to do this. And I thought, Oh, you're right.
1: Yeah. I can't, She's I can't gonna, make this easy. I can't. I know. She <laughs> told me I can't plot. I still, I still say, you know, I reject that premise, but um, uh, I'm like, I will continue to work at it. I won't work myself up if I'm unable to, but I'm like, I would like to get to a point in my process where I am able to very clearly see this story and all the roadblocks that might present themselves as it goes so that I won't hit them. But yeah, she's, she's yeah. No, amazing. 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 Awesome.
0: We're all proselytizing about her. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Totally. Totally. totally.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Maya, for being on the show. It's been a Absolute delight to talk to you. So I wish you well in your writing and in um your sleeping too. May you may you get enough.
1: (laughs) May I get enough sleep. Thank you. That is like the best, the best wish that anyone could ever give a mom. I feel like it's like, may you get as
0: much sleep as you can. wow you get enough sleep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks so much, Maya. It's been a delight. Thank you. Bye. Bye.